Hey, it's your boy Luan back again with another episode. Get this, do this, get paid. Today I have a very special guest, Benny Fisher. All right, what's up, guys? Glad to be here. Thanks for uh, we're recording this on New Year's Day, man. So this is my first official guest podcast uh, of 2024. So this is gonna be awesome. So Benny is a visionary. Uh, I would say you're a visionary, a marketer, a podcaster, a coach, a keynote speaker, EOS implementer. Uh, what what else you do, Benny? Tell 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 the listeners. I do I do I do I do, um, still, I, do I still do own a roofing company. So um, <laughs> nobody ever talks to me about that anymore. Uh, which that's okay. Um, that was just part of my uh, path. Um, but yeah, I mean. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I'm a I'm a good friend. I'm uh, I have a good heart. I uh, always am trying to help people, and I think that uh, through some of those things that you mentioned, um, you know, I don't like to think of myself as a good marketer or a marketer. Um, I do like to help people with their marketing um, because it seems to me that that's the kind of like the the thing everybody's kind of struggling with. I find that there's a lot of good. Uh, carpenters or construction people or good salespeople that run these businesses. Um, but sometimes they lack the vision to be able to understand how to create, um, you know, a brand and then a marketing message. So then that way they can continue to grow their business. So I guess I've had to learn that um, on my own. And uh, Gary V was a big help with that. Uh, Joseph Hughes was a big help with that. And um, yeah, here we are. And uh, I do speak on some, on some on some stages here and there, but that's just because it's a lot easier to have a conversation with a thousand people at once than it is to have a thousand one hour conversations. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, anytime I can get the opportunity to speak for an hour or a half hour or however long somebody wants to give me, and I can impact hundreds or thousands of people at once, it just seems like a good return on your effort. Um, you know, for, from a business guide and from a time perspective, because there are things that I want to do with my life. I have time, you know, there's other passions that I have. And, um, well, I want to speak with people, um, all the time, you know, and do conversations like this. There's also a lot of other things I like doing too. So what, what, what was it like growing up for you, man? Uh, where, where do you grow up at? Tell, tell me a, a little bit about, uh, young Benny. Young Benny. Uh, so I grew up in uh, Canton, Ohio. That's where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. It's about an hour south of Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, we grew up, I'd say, very lower middle class um, in the early days, probably, you know, when I was five, six, seven, eight. My parents got divorced when I was five. Uh, I think they both got remarried, you know, by the time I was seven. Um, yeah, I had uh, two younger sisters. Uh, and then I ended up having uh, my mom and uh, stepdad, they had a uh, my little brother. Um, so I had a little brother when I was like 11 and a half years old. So um, I left, I left my mom and stepdad's house the day I turned 18, just about um, because, you know, I wasn't, I wanted to go out and be free, right? I wanted to go out and explore. I wanted to do, uh, I grew up in a very strict Christian Baptist home. Um, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things and, and, you know, the internet had always had me curious and I was always on the internet. And so I always knew that there was a lot more things out there in the world. And so I just went off and, 
you know, started getting jobs and, you know, wasn't very successful at that. But yeah, that's kind of like what try- oh, I also had ADHD. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Luan, um, but <laughs> I uh, I got diagnosed with that when I was probably eight. Teachers didn't, you know, because you're asking about young Benny. So like that was that was a thing. Um, I would have uh, sometimes I would get picked on at school because uh, I was always trying to uh, I was always trying to stand out. You know, I was always trying to have a voice. Um, and maybe that's because I felt like I got left behind at home sometimes. I don't know. Um, I try to go back and and understand, uh, you know, I, my mom and dad were busy. You know, they were busy trying to survive and to and to, and to support us. Um, you know, I had my two sisters, you know, while we we were young and, you know, we would, you know, fend for ourselves a little bit. I mean, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't, you know, I didn't, I don't, I don't feel like I got a lot of attention, I think when I look back. So I would always try to go out and, and get more attention. Sometimes it was positive attention. Sometimes it was negative attention. Um, but, uh, so that, that kind of, I struggled, I think, you know, through school. Plus I wasn't really that good at school. I was, I was smart. I, I was very intelligent. Um, I usually passed all the tests. I, I just never did the homework. I never wanted to do the busy work. Um, I wanted to socialize in school. So teachers didn't really like that. Anytime a teacher made a mistake, I would call them out, um, which, you know, they didn't like that either. So um, yeah, sometimes kids would love me. Sometimes kids would hate me. Uh, I, I kind of say, I kind of say like I had a Ferrari engine in my head with like, like Schwinn bicycle brake pedals. So like, you know, things would come out fast um, with no, you know, with like I, not a lot of emotional intelligence, you know, I guess, you know, looking back, um, those, those are all things that I've learned over the last three years of how to, how to live effectively and, and purposely with, uh, you know, having a brain like mine and maybe like yours. I don't know. <laughs> So uh, it's uh, it's crazy that you uh, touched on the ADHD because I recently just got diagnosed with what they call adult ADHD, and now that looking back in uh, growing up in Vietnam, I was always in trouble. Uh, you know, uh, they would always move me from spot to spot. You know, like if you're sitting in front of class, every corner that I sit in is become a, a talking, you know, because I like to talk. I can't keep my attention. I hate doing the busy work. I hate doing homework. So, uh, and I I didn't, I don't know if I was smart or, or uh, I don't like authority. So uh, I, I didn't do very well in school either. Uh, in terms of uh, academically, uh, they don't like that I don't do anything and still get the work done, you know. So uh, I I was a uh, a rebel growing up too. Uh, in uh, maybe that it was a uh, um, it was maybe it was a blessing to go through that experience like that. Um, but how uh, how are you dealing with your ADHD now? Um. Well, man, that's a complex question. So. You know, when you were talking about, you know, like how you're getting bounced around, it's because they don't know what to do with us, right? Like, you know, our parents don't know what to do with us. Our teachers don't know what to do with us. And it's not really their fault. Um, They've never been given the training on how to deal with someone like us or a young child that, you know, has, that's a little bit different, right? Um, I read a book called Driven uh, by Douglas Brackman. Um, 
talks about the genetic encoding of us entrepreneurs and that pretty much is is what it is and and we're born like this you know and and so we have to learn systems and we have to learn um ways on how to uh how to turn turn this that this gift that's because it is a gift we have to learn how to turn it into a gift at first it is a curse though right um but it can be a blessing um but no one ever teaches us that young, you know, unless you have a, a very enlightened parent or somebody that's, you know, really aware and, and very um, kind of went through that um, or had friends or, you know, some, some anomaly, you know, there's not very many though that I've heard. Um, but, you know, first is you have to learn to love yourself um, and not think that you're a total, you know, failure because again, the school system has told us we were a failure. Sometimes our parents, because they get frustrated, you know, we, we feel like we're a failure because they're punishing us a lot. We're getting grounded. You know, you know, me and you probably got spanked a lot. You know, we probably, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We probably got beat, you know what I mean? And then, so like when that happens, right. Like, you know, it's negative, negative, negative. Like, so for 20 years, you know, this could be ingrained inside of you. And, and then that's hard, right? Because then you are trying to, because you still have that drive in you and you still have that creativity and you can somehow like go out and try to stir up a lot of things. Right. And you're always just trying a bunch of different stuff because we have to, like, there's no way that we can just, just be like, we can't, like, we're not, we, we can, I will tell you, there is a way just to be, but we don't know how to do that yet because no one's taught us. You have to learn this side of things. And I feel like it starts with self-love. Uh, it starts with awareness, understanding, first of all, that, that you aren't broken, that you are, um, that you are like, you're, you're, you're actually, it's a gift. Like, and you have to be able to start, you have to start telling yourself that, and then you have to develop systems. Right. And, and you have to, uh, you know, a lot of therapy, you know, can, you can do that. You can, um, you can go into like a lot of breathing exercises. The breath can, can really, um, can kind of center you and balance you in, in, in situations when you need it. You know, a lot of us turn turn to extra um, external things to kind of cope with the pain that 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 this can cause. You know, whether it's drugs or alcohol, sex, gambling. Like you know, um, you know, some people you know excessive just running. You know, what I mean, some people just do a lot of like working out. You know, because like whatever people do to like cope with it is basically just a coping mechanism, though. And so to learn how to be in in because we're so used to going to do, 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 do. So then that way we can have, and then that way we can be instead. It's more like be, do, have, right. Um, or be, have, do, I don't know how it's good, but I know that it shouldn't go start with do, 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 because that's what we want to do. And then that's what we end up being. We do do on ourselves a lot of times um, because we don't, you know, we, we have a hard time finishing things that we start we get frustrated because we see all the complexities and things. Um, we also see all the beauty and things. Um, but when things don't work out the way we want them to work out, you know, cause we always usually have good intentions. Um, you know, we have a lot of empathy for other people because we want people to have empathy for us. So usually we're, you know, servant leaders sometimes to a fault, um, to where we'll do things for other people. Um, and we see more in people than they see in themselves. Um, we usually are a sense of inspiration to, to people at the, to start. And then sometimes we're a sense of, then sometimes we can also instill. Um, and those same type of people, they can end up hating us as well, um, which causes a lot of pain in our life too. Um, but yeah, systems, processes, breathing, 
Uh, loving yourself. Get back to the answer. I ramble sometimes. Um, but yeah, those are, those are some of the, the, the shortcuts, but it takes, it takes years, it takes years most of the time to, to figure this stuff out. And, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm, it's not, it's not perfect. I, I get my own way a lot of times. Yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, so you dealt with that in your childhood, you move away when you were 18 and, uh, how did you end up in, uh, the roofing world, man, and the construction industry? I, I think you told me that story before. Yeah. But, uh, so my um my uncle um he 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 started roofing when he was like you know right out of college because uh, he had to he needed a job so he was always roofing so I, he was the roofer of the family and he was always pretty successful you know guy in our family you know he's a commercial roofer um and you know as I was you know kind of going on in my twenties and I was getting fired from every job I ever had. Um, I ended up turning to, uh, selling drugs in my late twenties. And because that's the first place I found acceptance in this like little drug community. And, um, and I ended up getting in trouble, you know, three years later, got, uh, two felonies on my account, thought I was never going to be able to get a real job ever again. He calls me up, said, Hey, would you want to move over to Pittsburgh and help me with sales and marketing for my new commercial roofing company? And I'm like, yeah, like, that sounds like a plan. And I'm very, I was very excited to have another fresh opportunity. Right. And um, so that's kind of how I got in the roofing industry. And then five years later, um, I ended up starting my own company. Uh, that was eight years ago. So here we are. So I saw that you get involved with Gary uh, way back when uh, you first started your uh, roofing company. Is that right? Gary V. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I started listening to Gary. So when, when I moved over to Pittsburgh, I didn't know any, I mean, I didn't, I was pretty good at sales, um, but I didn't know anything about marketing, you know, and, you know, he wanted me to learn about marketing. So I went to, you know, I went on Facebook and YouTube. Um, you know, I think I was in my early thirties. This was like 2010, 11, 12. And I uh, found Gary V on there and uh, liked a lot of the stuff that he said. I never met Gary until 2019, though. Um, it was the first time I ever met him. And then it was just like, hey, I, I ended up buying a uh, Michael Jordan rookie card off of him at a baseball card show and had him sign my pair of shoes because he had come out with entrepreneur K-Swiss Gary V shoes. And I was wearing them because I was like, you know, that's who I wanted to emulate. I wanted to emulate an entrepreneur, you know, cause I'm not very athletic. Uh, so like, you know, be like Mike and Michael Jordan was all great, you know, growing up, said, but that wasn't helping me, you know, get anywhere in life. So I was like, you know, I need to start following some of these entrepreneurs. So I tried to make an impression on Gary. That's why I went up and, and paid $500 over, um, what the card was worth. Um, but I said, I'm, I don't mind paying the extra, the extra vig. I said, but I said, we're going to do a selfie. I said, we're going to get a video. I said, you're going to sign my shoes. He agreed to all those things. And, and then in 2021, when he came out with his NFT project called V Friends, um, I had just recently sold 25% of my company to my, my new business partner, my integrator at the time, because I was on the EOS path, visionary integrator. We, you know, we've talked about that before. So I had some money in my, in my, in my hand. And I was like, you know what? Like, I know what happens if money sits in my hand for too long. I usually don't do the wisest things with it. Um, and so I went ahead and invested into this, these cartoon characters <laughs> in this NFT world, which, you know, most people probably think I'm crazy, but I really just wanted to support Gary V and get in his ecosystem and, and, and learn. 
And so I've done that. And then for the, so for the last two years, I've had a lot more access to Gary and gotten to know Gary at a deeper level. Um, you know, I've been to some events he's invited me to, um, I've been on a bunch of zoom calls. Um, you know, we, we get together about six times a year on zoom. And then, uh, he asked me to speak at VCon last year, which was really cool. And then, um, and then I asked him to be on my podcast this year. So he was on my podcast, the big fish cares podcast. And, and shoot, just as recently, we got invited. I got invited to his birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese uh, in Brooklyn, New York, and um, and because I have, I had some extra access. I was able to invite our friend Joseph Hughes and his wife and kids, and, and I took my wife and my son up, and uh, yeah, it was really cool, man, to be at Gary V's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. You know, a bunch of a bunch of forty year olds just having a you know a good time at Chuck E. Cheese with the kids. <laughs> Man, that's awesome! I I saw that picture. I'm like, God, man, I'm only one degree away from uh, the the voice of the generation, you know, uh, or at least for the entrepreneur it is. So you mentioned something that was really interesting that uh, you say you wanted to emulate somebody. Um, can you expand a little bit further than that? Well, uh, I never really had any, you know like what I call mentors or like people to look up to as a kid. I mean, you know, we were, you know, you didn't really see much, right? Like I went to school, I went to church and I was at home, you know, my, my stepdad was a steel worker. My mom worked at a hospital and administration. So, you know, I was on the internet a lot and I read a lot and, you know, I, I really wanted this success, right? I wanted to be in business, right? Like I wanted to sell things and I wanted to, to make money, but, um, I never had a model for it. Right. Like I didn't know, like, I didn't know how to do it. Right. You know, I wasn't going to school. I could tell you that. So, um, my first, first guy I ever looked up to was Grant Cardone. I saw him, uh, this is back in 2000. So this is before social media even existed. I don't even know how old you were. You're probably still, you know, pissing in your diapers. Um, but he actually came to a seminar in Cleveland where he paid like three or 400 bucks. You know, you go to like a workshop, and Grant Cardone comes in with his Rolex and his good looks and his suit and, and like, you know, and he you know, talks well, speaks well. He's like, you know, just is amazing. I was like, whoa, man, I want to be like this. And so, you know, and I tried for a bunch of years to be like Grant, you know, I spent money on stuff I probably shouldn't have spent money on. And I, uh, but I kept getting fired from every job. So I was like, well, this isn't working out very well. Um, so there has to be more to that. You know, when social media came out and then I saw Gary, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, well, maybe I'll try to be like more like Gary. And then I like, then I read about Tony Robbins and I was like Tony Robbins. But then what I found out is like the best thing to do is take inspiration from all these people and put your own little and, and, and but use your authentic self. Right. And use your, and just be yourself. And I didn't really learn that till like three or four years ago. And because I was always trying to like, and then what happens is, you know, you, you find somebody else you like, like better then you start trying to act like them a little bit more. And it's just, it just becomes clanky and it doesn't work and uh, it can lead you to depression, right? It can lead you to the bottle. It could lead you to, 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 it could lead you places, the dark places and it doesn't serve you well, but until you're aware of that um, it's, it's really hard, you know? And so um, the only person yeah. that I should always strive to be like is more like Jesus uh, is, is really the the ultimate influencer, the ultimate person and if Jesus was on social media today, he would there would not even be another person close, 
um, to, to the impact that he's able to make. So, but because I think, you know, we have to be able to dissect stories from the Bible and it's written in old text and it's hard to understand sometimes. It's not in front of our face every day. I always thought it'd be really cool if somebody made a Jesus TikTok account and like emulated him as much as possible using scriptures and the verses and like the different stories that he did and made a, like a social media account like of Jesus, like doing all the things that were strictly out of the Bible and posting content. Um, I think that would I think that would go over pretty well. But uh that's my that's my stick on influencers and and, and emulating people. Right. So uh you uh you mentioned uh, depression and self-love and uh, trying to be somebody without being authentic. So uh, that that theme keep coming up in your answer. So what what is self-love to you? And how, how do people start out in that journey of looking inward? Well, I think you really have to, I think the first, I mean, you really have to find somebody that, that, that actually has that or has, um, that knows about it. And, you know, for me, I remember going to a Tony Robbins conference and Tony Robbins talked about it a lot, you know, and it was a workshop. It was a four day workshop. And there was a lot of exercises that he put you through um, a lot of uh, deep work, you know, with your eyes are closed. You're, you're thinking about things that happened to you in the past and thinking about like, you know, cause a lot of times we're, we're, Part of the reason that we move running around like chickens with our head cut off, Luan, is because we're actually just trying to escape what feels safe and normal to us. Because if we were just to be completely still, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself because we haven't actually processed the shame from our past, the grief, the problems properly enough. And so to cope with that, we run, 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 really. You know, some of us like, you know, we, we just stay busy being busy because we don't feel comfortable in our own skin and um and you have to just get to a place where you can use your mind to feel to, to tell yourself first of all that you love yourself and that you love yourself think about like a perfect pure baby you have kids right so think about when your first baby came out and like it's just innocent, it's perfect, right? Like it's there's like not it hasn't been tainted by the world yet. It hasn't been tainted by you, it hasn't been tainted by your wife yet. It hasn't been, it hasn't been, it hasn't experienced the pain of the world. And that's how we are as human beings, I feel like. And um, we start out perfect, you know, and then things happen, right? And things happen and things happen. And um, so we have to take ourselves back as far as we can go to feel that love for ourselves because the people that our environment, you know, they call it our epigenetics, the environment that we're in, those people didn't have, those people are also, they're hurt people too. They're hurt people raising brand new people. And so what happens is, is these brand new people become hurt people and hurt people, hurt people. And, but it wasn't their fault either because they didn't know. Cause if they're aware, there's no way that they would, they would, they would do it the same way. Right. Um, and so you have to have, you have to do a lot of forgiveness for the people in your past, right? You have to be able to forgive and then choose to forget, like choose to like say, Hey, like they didn't know any better either, you know? And like, because you can hold on to that grudge forever. You can hold on to that pain forever. But as soon as you come to grips with it and you take those different experiences that happened in your life, especially the, the, the real traumatic ones, 
And sometimes we, and sometimes, and I, and I read this in the book called The Body Keeps the Score. We can actually, to protect ourselves, we'll suppress those, those, those memories. Mm. So there's things that I've realized mm. later on myself, once I got still and once all the noise was stopped and I was not running around like a chicken with my head cut off, I started remembering things that I had stuffed in a box because like, if I, if, if I always had to deal with it all the time, I'd be on fire. I mean, I literally would be on fire constantly. So your brain can know how to stuff things in the boxes to save yourself because we're all animals at the end of the day. Like we haven't, you know, we, 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 we have fight or flight responses. We have, um, there's just a lot of neurological things that our brain does to keep us safe. And it also helps build up armor around us, like, you know, like invisible armor um, that we, that we build up around ourselves to keep ourselves safe. That doesn't usually serve us um, going into, you know, our adult life. Um, and then it's until you become aware of all that, that you can start to re rebirth yourself almost. And uh, it's a, it's definitely a journey. It's never, it doesn't happen overnight and it's an ongoing process for eternity. Yeah, man, that's, that's some deep stuff. I, I wrote down some stuff here that uh, you say that uh, basically you have to be able to understand, to forgive, and choose to forget about the the trauma that happened in your life. And I mean, I see that in my life too. Uh, we we all have some. I mean, we all have a closet that we hide in, right? I do. You know, I do. And there's some stuff that you know I won't tell the world about what I'm dealing, what I dealt with. You know, but. Uh, but then I won't tell anybody because of that uh, that experience is so traumatic, even for me to bring it up, you know. So uh, so it's kind of like a trigger point almost. And uh, and I I now that I'm more aware that I I I catch myself sometimes. It's like why am I acting like this? Like this is not how a normal person act in this situation. What what happened to me back in the day? You know, and uh, really, that journey has been uh, really, uh, really eye-opening for me to when I slow down and start talking to myself uh, about what I had experienced. So, uh, yeah, self-love is, I think, you, you have to do, you have to build a businessman before you build a business plan, right? Mm -hmm. I would encourage you, if I could. Um, I know that some of those things are difficult to talk about, but find someone that you can trust or like maybe find a therapist um, because the more that you do talk about those things and, and let those go, because right now all that is is energy that's inside of your body that mm. you've held on to. Uh, and I know this from my own personal experiences and the more that we hold on to them, they don't serve us that we're going to keep acting like that because it's the energy that's stored in our body through, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of life. Um, and the more, the, the sooner that we can talk about those things, you know, just to let them go. Right. And then to be able to look at it with a different perspective. Right. And to be able to then clean that out of your, clean those off your goggles. So think about life. If you have goggles on, you know, you're, you're putting some goggles on, you got these big science lab goggles on, right. They're, they're crystal clear. You can see everything. That's when you're born. Right. Well, as soon as like it gets a little bit of dirt and mud, right. They get muddier and muddier and muddier. That's the trauma. Well, and those build up, but if you don't have the windshield wipers and you don't clean that trauma off, it just gets caked on and caked on and caked on. The next thing you know, you can't see, and you're literally just like, you're just doing and like with no awareness. 
And so every time that you let that trauma go, you can like take the wipers and, and, and wipe a little streak off. Right. And then the more that you do that, you can start to see again, you can start to be clear. Right. And then you can start to, um, and then you can start to have actually a compelling future for yourself. When you have a compelling future for yourself, because you can see clearly, you can start acting like that future self now. Um, but it's not until you deal with the past and be able to clean that up a little bit. Um, I don't believe that you're going to ever be able to like live a, a present life because the goal is to be present all the time. And the reason that people aren't present is because they're, they're ashamed and they're hiding and they're running from their past. And because that past is so murky and that's all they know. Well, anytime that they look forward, their, their future looks murky. And so because it looks murky, they can never be present. So they're always like doing stuff. They're always running around. They're always, you know, they're always hiding. They're always escaping. They're never here. They're either in the past or in the future. Mm. You know, people in the past, it's more like depression. And in the future, it's more like anxiety. Oh, and the reason is because we haven't dealt with it's hard to deal with the future until you can deal with the past, right? Because your future is actually part of your past because that's all you can see, right? That's all you can emulate. But when it's, when it's murky, you can't, you can't make a compelling future for yourself. And so we just kid ourselves by trying to borrow other people's futures and say, Oh, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> oh, I want to be like this. Right. And it doesn't really serve us well. And so, and for us, pre to me, like the, the thing I've been learning about being present, it like time stands still. Like, so what people, what, what I used to remember is like, oh, that year flew by, right? I, you know, we're, we're recording this on years, but like, man, that year flew by. Well, yeah, because I was never present for any of it. Oh, Woo. yeah, I wasn't present Ooh. for any of it. That's why it flew by. If you tell me that Ooh. that year just flew by, you know, or if, if the, oh, that year took forever and you say it almost in a way like, you know, it would never end. Well, those people usually sulk, you know, they're sulking a little bit more, you know, everything's ho-hum, dumb and glum. Um, the people that are usually, um, you know, anxious about their future and anxious about things and always like going around like that, like they're never present long enough to like, you know, fly, everything flies by because like they just lost. For me this year, 2023 was filled with highs and lows. Um, but for the first time in my life, and I mean, every year has gotten better over the last three or four years since I've become, become aware and awake. Um, but this past year, like I've been able to experience everything for what it is, or at least tried to. And it felt like I lived 10 years in a good, and, and I'm saying this in a good way. Like I was like, wow, man, it felt like, man, I experienced almost like 10 years of life in one year. And I'm like excited about that because I really know only like, you know, because time doesn't really exist. That's a whole other podcast. Time doesn't really exist. There's no such thing as time. Yep, it's just the now, right now. Men, men had to men had to make up time for a sense of control, because like because again, as was trauma started to happen, they needed to be able to like I don't know, they just needed more control, right? We need control, and so yeah, time is an interesting thing. I mean, you can you can, and the more and the more at peace you are with yourself, the more time stands still. Oh man, that's. Man, I've been writing down some of these stuff that you say, and it's it's like I have goosebumps, man, because like I I just started working on myself this uh this past year. I got a mindset coach and everything, starting uncovering some of the dark shit that I've done in the past. Cause 
I'm not perfect, man. I, you know, whatever you were involved in, I was probably dipped my toes in it. And there was something that I've done that I'm not really proud of. And there's some shit that was done to me that I'm, I, I'm not willing Shame to speak. Down. You know, I'm not willing to speak on it quite yet. But I, I, I think, I think we're on the brink of the breakthrough here in the 2024, uh, and um, able to work through some of that stuff. It's like you say, man. Like uh, years flew. This year flew by for me because you're right. I'm probably not present enough in uh, in anything that I do, and uh, you know. And this become more prevalent as the years go on. It's like, fuck, you know, October, November, December, the fuck 2024 already. Why is everybody celebrating another year? You know, I, I wanted to live 2022, but it's like, you know, I'm just going through the motion, right? Is what did I do for me this year? Oh, mm. I work. I work on myself a little bit right here and then I start, but I didn't work for, on me consistently. And, uh, and so I made a commitment uh, a couple months ago. I'm like, you know what? I want to have some time with myself every day. Uh, and whether that by working, be still and working by myself or talking to other people. So, so they can give an outside. Cause sometimes, I, I know I am. I can only see two days from now. But maybe you or Joe or some of the coaches that I have, they can come in. Well, Lauren, you're fucking up right here because I see a year away from now. This is what you're doing right now is not working in a year from now. So it's like zoom out. Uh, ha having the people that help me zoom out it really help a lot. Yeah, having vision, man. Without vision, people will perish. And like vision to me is like the further out you can zoom out and see, right? Um, it's hard to do that though, unless you're clear yourself, right? Like it really is. It's um, you know, I do think that there's gonna be a need for what I call fractional visionaries. Um, because there's gonna be because like for let's just let's take, take me and you, because I don't want to put anybody else out there. Let's say you needed to call me up and say, Hey, Benny, I need some vision, man. I need some help. You got the biggest vision. I know, um, you know, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm seeing. You know, here's my life story. Here's all the crappy stuff I've done. Here's all the good stuff I've done. Here's where I'm at in my business. Here's where I'm at with my family. Here's where I'm at with my faith. Here's where I'm at with my fitness and my health and my emotional intelligence. Here's where I'm at here. Lay it all on the table. Here's where I'm at. And then someone like me could come in because again, I'm not attached to those things. First of all. And because I have a big old whomping vision for myself um, and I'm able to see the things that I've done in my own personal life and connect the dots. I might be able to say, just give you one little nugget of something that could just unlock everything for you. Um, and I do think that there's going to be a need for those people because I do believe I can see around corners. I believe that yeah. I can see the few I'm not saying like some people are gonna probably think if people are listening to this, I think I'm crazy, but I feel like I can see the future. I feel you, man. I feel you. And so it's um, you know, it, for someone looking for that, um, because again, if you're in so much trauma and you have so much pain, sometimes you you don't you can't see that compelling future. But I can see it for you because I can see all the things that you're gonna do over the next you know, year 
And I can say, this is why, but you're not going to know this for 20 years, Luan. Are you okay with that? Like the things that you're doing now, you're not going to be, they're not, it's not going to come to fruition for 20 years, but most of us are going to be like, no, man, I need that to happen tomorrow. And like, what happens is if we do the work and we put the work in and we don't see immediate gratification, we don't see immediate results and we stop doing it. Oh, that's not working for us. And again, at the end of the day, this is a lifelong commitment to the path and to the journey to get closer to God and to understand that we are all connected. We are all creators and we are all here for good. And, um, and that we can, uh, and that we can all kind of, uh, have that free life and be free because it's all about being free and creating. And you're a creator, man. Right. I, I know you are. That's why you started this podcast. Right. Right. Um, uh, and, uh, you mentioned something interesting It's get closer to God. And I had, I had a lot of like out of body experience this year, man. Like, uh, uh, I got moved in uh, in ways that like still give me chills uh, to uh, to my spine, but uh, but those experiences are good for me because I know I'm not alone in this journey, right? If I can't talk to a therapist, I can talk to God. I can go there every Sunday and I just kind of dump my mind out for about an hour or two and pray, man. Like that's uh, it's myself woo woo, but like that's. It changed the trajectory of my life this year. Can I give you? Can I give you something else? What? You don't have to just wait till go to go to church on Sunday to talk to God. The God that I know is with us all the time. He's like right. the God of marketing because think about you know how Joseph Hughes and Gary Vee says be omnipresent, be everywhere. God is mm-hmm. God is everywhere. Okay. So think about that, okay? God is with you right now. God is with us right here on this podcast. You can speak to him at any time. He's going to be always there for you. He, you can, uh, you can lay it all out for him, and um, and and he will, uh, he will show you the path. Um, you don't have to wait till Sunday. Sunday is just where we get together to hang out with some of our other believing Bible believing buddies. Um, Sundays are good. I'm not taking anything wrong away from Sunday, but you don't have to wait till Sunday to speak to God. That's that's true. That's true. So it's all about relationships. Listen, it's a relationship, not a religion, right? Um, A lot of us, though, grow up in an organized religion. And, you know, it's all about all the boxes that we can check, all the to do's that we need to get to done and, you know, trying to be, you know, do everything perfect. Well, I hate to break it to to everyone. It's uh, that's not really um, I understand that those things are good. We can strive for some of those things. But that's not where the real magic happens. The real magic is in that one-on-one relationship with God and being able to talk to him whenever and being able to lay it all out there. And um because that's what's gonna that's what's gonna set you free. Right. And uh and the concept of free is uh is like I I identify with that concept a lot. Uh like like you say you lived this year, right? Like 10 years because you're able to do the thing that Benny wants to do. So uh, talk to me a little bit about how how did you arrive there? How did you make a decision to uh, scale out your company? Were you were you having a moment? How 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 did that experience come out for you? Well, when I read when I read the book Rocket Fuel, um, I was already a little bit on a journey. Um, you know, I had met Brittany and she was into yoga and meditation. And I knew that I needed to transform my life because I knew the current path wasn't working. 
And I knew that I was figure, I was trying to figure things out. And I read the book Rocket Fuel and it, and it talked about this visionary concept and this integrator concept. And I realized that like, you know, I needed, I needed to get some help. Like I, I need not to do everything in my business. I, first of all, I'm not good at everything in my business anyway. Um, so why the heck am I still doing everything in my business? And, and so when I realized that, that was like, you know, <laughs> that was the trick. I feel like it was just a trick to then create space for me because now I had someone else helping me do stuff. Well, then it created space. And it's like, what do I want to fill my space with? I could fill it with more just running around like a chicken with my head cut off work, or I could use that time to start to, 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 to discover myself. And that's when I started to go to more transformational retreats. I started reading more books on mindset, psychology. I, I started throwing the business books away. I didn't want to read business books anymore. Um, I wanted to get to know myself better. I wanted to start dealing with some of my trauma. Um, I wanted to start to, that's when I started, you know, then I decided to start a podcast so I could start to really listen to other people's stories and try to unpack some of those because you can learn a lot through others as well. Um, and then kind of see like how, like, you know, if, if me and you spent all day together and we did 12 hours with you, 12 hours with me, we would be able to make correlations on my journey and your journey, even though they're completely different. Um, we would be able to see how things correlate, right. And see, see how things like uh, everything affects everything. Right. And so that was it. And once I started doing that, I realized dude, like this business stuff, it doesn't really matter. Like it, at the end of the day, like it doesn't really matter. That's just like, uh, I don't know how to explain this. Um, like nothing really matters except for like loving yourself, loving others, being kind, um, being compassionate uh, and creating, right. And creating worlds and creating things for people to do. Right. Because, and I believe that we are the leaders of that institution because we, the driven the ones that are born with that gene, right? Like I said in that book, Driven, if you read that, there's two different genes that make up driven people. And I think I have both genes, actually. Some people just have one or the other, which still makes them pretty driven. Guys like me and you, we have both. And so, but we're the light for the world. We're the ones that are blazing the trails. So that way everyone else can, can kind of follow along and kind of um, be a part of it, right? Because they don't have that gift. They don't have that. They have other gifts but they don't have that gift and we have to go first. That's why as soon as you're ready to share your story and to share your, the, the, the dark things about your life and how you're able to overcome them and how you're able to have grace and love and compassion and empathy and all those things, like, cause you have to go first. You have to go first for your wife and your kids. You have to go first for your people at your business, the people in your community, your industry. And when you can do that, you can realize, listen, I'm only using myself as a vessel to tell people like, hey, this is this is what my life looks like. And it's only by the grace of God that I'm able to hear and be able to tell you about all those things and, and, and to be able to, in an effort, not for you to like think high or low of me one way or the other, but of an effort for you to look at your own life and understand that you can be set free and that you can be loved and that it is possible to to to, to live a life of peace and, and, and to be well. And yeah, I mean it's uh so yeah, I got tricked. Using for me it was like business because I wanted to be so successful, so I was like willing to do whatever it would take. <laughs> then when I created that space, then it's like what do you do with that time? You know, some people can, you know, like I said, I would encourage people to go learn more about themselves and go deeper with inside. Um because the, all the answers are within inside of you. 
Every single answer that you need for life is deep within inside. Wow, man. It's uh it's uh, I didn't expect this conversation to uh go this deep today, but uh hey man, thanks uh thanks for sharing your wisdom and um you you had uh you had a child recently, right? Uh about six months ago, maybe. So are you talking about the baby that didn't make it? You're talking about the baby. Uh, no, you're talking about the baby I have. So, like, yeah. So, I have a, a baby that's one a year, and I got a baby that's 15 months old right now. But we also had a yeah. baby that came uh, that was born very premature that didn't make it. Um, September 3rd, that baby passed away. Um, so, yeah, that. Uh, but yeah, so I've had both. I've had both experiences on the baby spectrum. I also have an older son to my previous marriage. Um, but as far as babies go in such a short time, I saw the most precious birth ever because we had a home birth uh, for Evelyn Grace and, and she's here with us today. Um, and then we were having another baby and we were naming her um, Ellie and uh, Ellie Hope and uh, she didn't make it. Um, and I saw I saw I saw what a fetus looked like at like, I don't know, 20 weeks and like, you know, nine. I think she was nine and three quarters inches. She weighed like 10 ounces. Um, so I saw both sides of birth. Um, like within a short period of time, like a 15 months, probably. Um, maybe a year, I guess a year. Yeah, because I guess it wasn't even a year. But yeah, I saw both sides. And I think God did that to me for a reason. I think God wanted me to experience um, the ultimate, right. Of, of birth and death, you know, um, I'm still trying to make sense of, of why that happened to me and how, and like, how I was able to experience all that. But I do believe it's for a greater purpose. Um, I'm still trying to understand it all. Cause it's a lot to unpack. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. What was your question about the baby? Sorry. I went on a rabbit trail for a second. I wasn't sure if you were aware of all that. Cause you're probably so busy. You probably didn't even see it on Facebook. I posted about it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know, like, uh, like you say, this year flew by, so there's a lot of information that went over my head. So I apologize, it's all right. man. No, but it's uh, all right, man. There's a, re there's a reason that you asked that, and then that we just put this onto the airwaves because it's not something I've had a. I haven't been on a lot of podcasts over the last three or four months, anyway. Um, but uh, it's definitely something I, I would like to. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how to talk about it with people because it's a very, it's a very. It's hard for a lot of people. A lot of people experience miscarriages and a lot of problems at, at birth, right? Which then again, that's a trauma. It's another form of a trauma that, that happens, especially to females, right? Um, mothers, um, they carry that energy, right? And if they don't know how to let that energy go, that's going to go into their relationships with their husbands and their kids and their communities, right? And and, um, and so I think that God's basically wanting me to help out with that a little bit um, because nothing wrong you know nothing no, it was nothing wrong with them you know there's no reason to be ashamed of it i can understand why you'd be ashamed and, and why you, people wouldn't want to talk about it um, but it's just part of life but i, I think is uh you know you're strong enough uh to uh, the, the reason why it happened to you is i think that god think that you can help other people overcome that once you deal with this uh i never understand why uh some of the things that happen to to 
I can never understand why some of the things that happened to me happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not, but this is, uh, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's deep. It's, it's, uh, another conversation on another day, but, uh, I, it's hard for me to deal with stuff like that. Like grief. I'm not good at grieving. Well, it's because they don't teach you how to grieve. That's why. Um, you know, there's people out know. there's people out there that can help you with this. Um, I was uh, where was I at? Uh, there's a guy on uh, there's a guy on Instagram uh, who is a grief um, a, like a grief coach, grief counselor. Um, let me see if I can find him real quick. Uh, his name is. Amar Ratma coaching. Um, I don't know if can you see that? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that dude, I'll send this to you. Um, he's really good um, to follow. Um, Amar Atma, yeah, grief and letting go coach. He's really, uh, really good, man. I'm going to, uh, I'll Instagram that. You want me to Instagram that to you or, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah sweet. What else you got, brother? I, I got nothing, man. This is, this is a really deep conversation. And uh, now, now I'm, my head is turning. Uh, this year, maybe, uh, maybe I got to change my goal a little bit after talking to you. Maybe let's, maybe let's this talk about it. What, what 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 was your goal? What what was your goal? You know, my goal is to focus more on the business. But now, after talking to you, I'm gonna focus on myself more this year. And um, you know, uh, and I want to try to uh, kind of not balance, but like try to fix me first, so I can be more for everybody. Well, I mean, I that's, that's, that's how you're, that's how you're going to, that's how you're going to help your business anyway. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, businesses are ran by great leaders, right? And until your yeah. business won't be great until you're great. And the same things with me, yeah. right? Like I, I'm no dummy to that. I don't, I don't have it all figured out. I'm still learning. That's why I'm hyper-focused on learning, first of all, how to let go and not have to control everything. And, you know, I've, we have good people at our companies, you know, that they know how to do the same things that we do. Um, and I need to go focus on me so that way I can even be better for them. And, um, and that's what I'm going to do. I would encourage you to do the same. And, you know, if there's anything I can help you with, you know, I'm, I'd love to help you. Um, you know, EOS, read that book. Have you read the book Rocket Fuel? Uh, I, I just ordered it. So it's it's, it's on my yeah, uh, read that, my reading man. list. And, and get with me, man, because like that, that'll allow you to create the space that you need, right? And then being able to then also create space with your family, same thing, you know? It's getting systems down right at home, um, getting systems down to the business. So that way you're not feeling like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Um, and you could start that today, right? Doing a 30 minute meditation every morning, right? Just to get your mind right um, is where it starts. And then just, you know, having, having different people that you look up to and for different areas of your life and being able to get the information that you need to do, then execute that plan. And, um, and it's a journey, dude, there's no destination. Just so you know, there's zero, there's no destination. It is a lot of people talk about climbing a mountain. It's really not like climbing a mountain. It is more like 
journeying through the woods um or the it's just like it's just like a journey and sometimes there's ups and downs and peaks and valleys and sometimes there's clouds sometimes there's canyons sometimes there's water sometimes there's rocks sometimes there's desert sometimes there's just green fields but it's just a journey and you're just traveling through it right and uh yeah i would encourage you to uh just adopt that mindset and uh there's big things in your life, Luan. You're going to be able to help a lot of people, especially. I, f- I feel like you're the, you know, you're, you said you're from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. There's a whole Southeastern Asian culture, right? Even here in America, right? That you, that you could have a huge impact on that, that, that are struggling with a lot of the same things. Right. Um, yeah. And, and you could be that, you could be that light, right? Like you, you can be that person, right? Um, for the people in, you know, in your hometown, right. Um, you know, for all the other people that look up to you, I know there's a lot of business owners that look up to you for what you've built in such a short amount of time. You know, there's, those guys are struggling too, and you can help them, right. You can find your niche. You can find your community. Um, you can make a difference because your story is amazing. Um, the trauma that you went through is what's led to to you to be who you are today. It doesn't serve you anymore though. And it's time to let go of that. Mm. And it's time to, mm. uh, and it's, it's basically just time to heal and, mm. and love. And mm. then guess what? You'll be able to do that mm. for others because everyone needs that. Like, I just mm. want to give you a big hug right now through the, oh, through the, man. through the this, internet and, uh, oh, and let you this, know that this. you are, you are loved, bro. Because here's the thing. You have to be that person for everyone else around in your circle. Yeah, because they need they they need 100%. a hug too. Yeah, because if you need a hug, oh, they man. they need a hug. Yep, yep. Oh man, so why do you think we call it the Big Fish episode. Cares podcast? Why, why do you think we call it the Big Fish Cares podcast? Such a great episode, man. Uh, now I now I gotta tonight I gotta sit down and take and rewrite a messaging for this podcast. Fuck all the business shit, right? Yeah. That's what I use to trick people in the door. It's just a trick. I mean, like, it's a, like, I don't know what else to call it. I don't want to call it a bait and switch. It's just, uh, you, here, the people come for, the people come for what they want, but I'm going to give them what they need, right? You know? Um, oh. Oh man. Like that's, everyone that's comes it. to me like for marketing advice or business advice or EOS. And at the end of the day, dude, none of that stuff matters. <laughs> the stuff that matters is the stuff that we talked about today. Yeah. And uh like uh like the first four episodes I I published, we rarely talk about business. We talk about relationship with God, we talk about suicide, mm. we talk about I had a cousin commit suicide, man. I had a brother, my brother, my little brother. Remember I told you about my little brother? He was murdered uh, two and a half years ago. I've been through some of those things, man. It's, uh, it's not easy and it can leave a lot of people in a lot of pain. Um, But I promise you there is a light at the end of the tunnel and there, there is, there is a purpose. You can turn your pain into a purpose. And, uh, And that's what I'm trying to do. So. All right, man. Hey, uh, it's been nice. It's been great. Um, any last parting word you uh, you can have for the audience? I'm excited. I'm ex- You should have me back on next year. I want to hear about the year in review with your podcast, how it went. Um, 
know, I I'm excited to see like, you know, what's what's Luan going to say on December 31st, 2024 about his life, about his year. You know, did he get to experience everything? Was he present for every single moment? This is the year for you to be present in every single thing that you do. Um, and you're not going to be perfect and you're going to beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. Just get back on track. Become present. Be in every conversation. Be intentional. And um, more great things will happen to you and your business will flourish with or without you. I can promise you that. Um, because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. All right, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. Sounds good.